0: Anybody blessed in the house today? Yeah. We got to, uh, on November 11th, we got to celebrate something really special, our veterans. And so, yeah, that's a a huge blessing we have. So if you don't mind, if you're a veteran, would you stand for us today? We want to see who you are. Come on. I think we can do better than that. Thank you so much for serving. And, uh, man, every time I see, or at least I try to, every time I see one of those hats someone's a veteran i i ch- i try to stop and talk to them and then the really special ones to me are the world war 2 guys and my goodness and i i've i've got to meet three or four uh, over the last couple years at walmart usually or a gas station and uh i said you're a hero he's like no, we're just you know they're they're definitely up there in age and uh they they do what they said they were called to do, is to serve their country. Amen? And so we're blessed to live in this country. We have freedom. Um, hopefully this past week you, uh, you went out and voted, um, and uh, you'll have another chance again in two years. <laughs> uh, so, but today we are, I love this series that we're in. We are in a series called The Gospel of John And a lot of times I'll preach topical messages, but we are going through the book of John. You with me? So we are in, we're at part four, and guess where we are? Chapter one still. Next week we'll get to chapter two. Pastor Mark is bringing the word next week, so don't miss it. Uh, And so we're going to jump into chapter two next week. But can we all stand for the reading of the word today? And I, I love this. And we're going to kind of walk through the end of John 1 together. Here's what it says starting in verse 35. It says, the next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. Remember, he said that before, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Verse 37, when the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? <laughs> they said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. And I don't think he just meant, Come see where I'm staying, come, come and see what's about to happen. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent that that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Let's pray. Lord, thank you today for your word. Thank you that we get to read it today. Thank you that you've blessed us. Lord, help us gain understanding and wisdom as we read the word in Jesus' name. And everybody said, you may be seated. Say hey to your neighbor. Say hey, neighbor. Are you ready? Turn to your other choice. Say you were second. That's just a little pastor joke thing, so it's all right. What I love about the scripture we're going to read today and we're going to talk through is we have four endorsements. Do you know what an endorsement is? Right? You see it all over, the, all over TV. You see these famous people endorsing things. Right? You see this famous person who's worth multi-million dollars and they're endorsing a Chevrolet. And you're like, they've never driven that thing. They don't own one. But they're telling you you should buy one, right? It's like, oh buy this. It's so nice. Not- that's what an endorsement is, right? So an endorsement from someone like that is kind of like, okay, I get it. They're being paid. It's a paid advertisement. Have you ever had somebody endorse something to you that's maybe their your friend or a coworker? or your family member, your brother, your sister, mother, whatever. Have you ever had someone endorse something to you and you're like, yeah, I need to try that? Like air fryers, right? My, my in-laws were like, hey, we got this air fryer. You just throw stuff in. It's magical. And then you open it 15, week, uh, 15 minutes later, 15 weeks. You open it 15 minutes later and voila, right? So we're always putting whatever in there. We're we're finding things now. What can we put in the air fryer? Just so you know, your pastor endorses air fryers. Okay? So get you an air fryer. Some of you need two because there's so many people in your house. All right? One's not going to do it for some of you. But that's what an endorsement is. No offense to the celebrity on TV endorsing the Chevrolet, but was my endorsement a little bit more personal? Right, it was more personal. You know me. You're like, oh yeah, they eat food. Look at the guy. You know, he's a little overweight. Just kidding. Um, so today we're going we're going to see at the end of John one these four endorsements endorsing Jesus. And I loved reading through these this week because. When you read this, you're like, oh, that's, that's how the gospel keeps going. People keep sharing Jesus. It's an endorsement, right? And they met him. They're like, I met Jesus. You need to meet him too. It's not like when you see Trump or Biden endorsing one of their people. Like, they're, oh, they're Republicans, so we're just going to endorse this person. They're Democrat. We're just going to endorse this. They would have never met the guy. They're like, oh, this, this is the greatest guy ever right here. They don't, they don't know these people. They might know some of them. But no, these, you'll see these endorsements and they are the real deal. They've met Jesus. They're endorsing Christ. They know who he is. So the first one that we come to, and it's kind of that transition because last week we learned all about who? John the Baptist. So you got to go back. Listen to it. Watch it. If you have an iPhone, go to the podcast app. Listen to it while you're driving. Um, You can see it on YouTube. It's there. Get caught up with that. But here's what it says. The next day, John, so John the Baptist, was there again with, sorry, I didn't even do the point. Put the point back up. I'm sorry, guys. I'm getting ahead. It's my fault. John the Baptist endorses Jesus to his followers. That's point number one today. If you're writing stuff down in your phone, put that in there. He's endorsing Jesus to his followers. So John the Baptist is a teacher, just like Jesus. And he has followers, and he's teaching them as they go. And typically, these these students were teenagers, probably between the age of 15 and and 19 years old. So these are young people, and they're watching, and they're being taught at night. They're being taught all of these things from John the Baptist, and maybe they have been with him for a year, maybe two years. And so here's what he says to his followers, look, and the people in the crowd here. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look! Look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. You know, John the Baptist believed What he said. A couple verses before that, remember we said, he said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, not just your sin, but the sin of all mankind, it's available to everyone. His purpose, remember last week, his purpose was to prepare people to meet Jesus. My role as a pastor is to share the gospel, share it with people, love people, love the Lord. That's one of my jobs. But the Bible also says that I am here to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. That's what the Bible says that my job is. So imagine over the past six years that I've been here, guess what we're always saying? We are a kingdom-minded church. We love this church, we love that church. Just find a church and be involved with a church and go help churches. A couple years ago, we started this thing called Hope Extended, right? Because we believe that we have something to offer. We wanna serve not just our church and our community, we wanna serve other churches and other communities. So we've sent people like Pastor Mark has gone and preached places. Pastor Lindsey has gone and led worship places. When Jacob was here, he would go and serve. And so guess what? What if someone comes and says, hey, God wants me to plant a church. God wants me to go on the mission field. And I'm like, well, I don't know about that. We wouldn't be doing what we've been saying out loud this whole time, would we? So I remember a few years ago, this guy called me up and said, hey, I'm interviewing Jacob Morrow. I want him to be our worship pastor Like, oh, no. (laughs) If you were here when he was here, he was a blessing to our church. Amen? And I said, well, you're getting one of the best. But I said, we're a kingdom-minded church, and we believe that if Jesus calls Jacob to plant a church with you in Naples, like frost-proof Naples, (laughs) right? Same thing. Are you called, you're called the Naples, aren't you? But guess what? We, we prayed for him. We blessed him financially. And we say we believe in the kingdom, not my kingdom. Not New Hope's kingdom. We believe in the big C church. Guess what? John the Baptist has all these guys following him. And John the Baptist, who came to prepare the way of the Lord, said, look, there's Jesus And guess what His disciples did immediately? I can hang out with John the Baptist or the one that He's been telling me about for maybe a year, maybe two years. And guess what? They go and follow Jesus. You know, I've heard a lot of pastors over the years say things like, oh, we're kingdom-minded. And then when it comes... To doing something about it, like, no, 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 we just got to, but you know what has happened because we've been open-handed with what God's given us? God has sent us so many people to bless our church. Pastor Lindsey came after that. Pastor Mark came after that. Pastor Brianna came, all of these people God blessed our church with because we were willing to say, okay, Lord, you know what you're doing better than what we know we're doing. And then a the lot of you who serve and help and lead, that's a big deal, isn't it? So John endorses Jesus again. And when John's followers heard, oh that's Jesus? Okay, see, you, John. The second one, everybody say two. Andrew endorses Jesus to his brother. So, we've got Andrew. He's one of the ones who left and to follow Jesus, right? And here's the verses, John 1, 40 to 42. It says, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who had heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. Do you see how the gospel starts moving immediately when Jesus shows up on the scene? Verse 41, the first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah. You can imagine Andrew running to find his brother. We found him. Remember who our parents and our grandparents and our great-grandparents have been talking about this whole time? The Messiah that the Old Testament has been speaking about? Throughout generations and generations, we found him. And he didn't wait. Verse 42, and he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which means Peter. So Peter shows up. We all kind of know who Peter is, right? Notice Andrew hasn't wasted any time. First he starts with John. Look, there's Jesus. He goes to Jesus. Then he finds the Messiah, and then he goes directly to his brother. Church, why are we not doing this kind of stuff? Oh, I found Jesus. I'm just going to kind of keep it to myself. Right? I don't, I don't want anybody to know. I don't want them to think I'm one of those crazy Christians. Right? Back in the 90s, what, what did they call us? Jesus freaks. I don't, I don't want to be considered one of them, so I'm just going to kind of keep it in my house with my secret, with my secret Bible, with my secret friends on Sunday. I was like that when I was in high school. I love Jesus, but when I went to school, no one would have any idea. But no, no. Andrew says, no, I found the Messiah, the one we've been searching for, the one our ancestors prayed for, the one our grandparents told us was coming. He's here. And he grabs his brother, renamed now Peter, and what? What does he do? Come on, you got to. Come with me. I'm serious. I remember when I was 15 years old, I, I grew up, uh, Our my, my parents got divorced when I was nine years old. And my father remarried, and I had a stepbrother who's really my brother now. His name is Adam. He's two years older than me and a foot taller than me. So you can imagine all the questions. Whoa, you guys, what happened to... What happened to Landon? <laughs> I always joke with him. I said, you got the height. I got the brains, I guess, because me and him graduated the same year. He really wanted to hang out at school a little bit longer with me. Love you if you're watching online, brother. <laughs> so I was, at, in, in the summertime, he would go to cadet camp for six weeks. And he had crazy stories that I couldn't even imagine happening to me in my life. I was 14 years old. I'm hearing all these crazy stories. Then when he's 15, cadet camp. At the end of that summer, I'm working at a Christian camp, volunteering for the summer, and he shows up, and the director, which is Pastor Lindsey's dad, allowed him to come and help on maintenance because Adam wasn't a Christian And guess what happened over the next couple weeks? Adam saw all of these real Christians who loved the Lord, who were kind and compassionate, and he said yes to Jesus. And I remember, yeah. And I remember um, this past summer we were in Canada for the 40th anniversary of the camp. And I was doing the, I was up, Kind of handing the mic, doing the testimony time, and he came up, and I never knew this until then. He said, "He said I follow Jesus because of my brother." I'm like, "What? I wasn't always nice." <laughs> I, re- I remember a story my my dad. I guess when we first uh, my when they got married and we moved in together. My dad had like this talk with Adam. Adam, you're a lot bigger than Lanny. You know, if you get mad at him, just come tell me. Don't like take it out on him because you might break him. <laughs> you might, you <laughs> might break something. But it's amazing to hear the testimony that we've got, we've got here that Andrew endorses Jesus to his brother and really, all of us can do the same thing. Look, I met Jesus. Look what he did in my life. Look how he changed me. Amen? I was once in darkness, and I found a solution. His name is Jesus. The Bible literally nicknames him, what? The light of the world. So if you're in darkness today, the light of the world says, hey, I'm, I'm here. I'm willing to change it. Before we move to the next part, notice what Jesus says to Simon. Let's pause here for a minute. Look at this. In in verse 42, it says, and he brought... Yep. Look, Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. And do you know what this name Peter means in the Greek? Anybody? Rock. Let me say rock. Now, you know what's amazing? That when we meet Jesus, you know that he renames us? He says, you were once in darkness, and now you've come into the light, and I have something new for you. And you know what? He prophesies over Peter. Listen, if you read the rest of the Gospels, you will notice that Peter's not really a rock yet. He's got some issues. Anybody else in the room have some issues? Yeah, I have issues, okay? I'm 38, I still have some issues. But we see that Jesus speaks over our life. He gives us a name. He prophesies over us. And at that time, for a few years... The three years of Jesus' ministry, Peter was not that rock that when Jesus introduced him, or when uh, his brother introduced him to Jesus, he said, You're Peter. But to me, that's a picture. Look at this. That's a picture of when we meet Jesus. That he has something good to say about you, that he sees. And he wants you to know that you have a hope and a future. And he names you something. I remember when I was a kid, someone prophesied over me, you will be a pastor. I'm like, okay. That'll be, ex- that'll be fun. It took a long, I w- was I a pastor when they said that at 10 years old? At 14? 18? No. It took some time. But I love that Jesus has something to say about you, and just like he does Peter. And then we see, as it gets into Acts, what happens? What's a significant moment in Peter's life? Peter is filled with the Holy Spirit, God's very Spirit. And it says that they were baptized in the Spirit. And guess what happens? You get God's power to do what he's called you to do. Immediately that day, guess what Peter does? He preaches to thousands of people. Guess how many people came to know Jesus that day? 3,000 people. That's a significant difference. So maybe today you're like, you know what? I don't know if I'm baptized in the Spirit. Lord, baptize me in your Spirit so I can be who you've called me to be. Amen? Amen? That's, that's my endorsement of the Holy Spirit today. All right, number three. Everybody say three. Three. Philip. Everybody say Philip. Philip endorses Jesus to his friend. So we got John the Baptist who endorses to his followers. We've got, who was it, Andrew? Did I mess up here? Andrew? Andrew to his brother. And then we've got Philip who shares Jesus with his friend. And we see that here in verse 43 to 46. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. So this is, this is Jesus kind of rounding up the 12 disciples. He says, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Verse 45, Philip found Nathanael. Look, we don't even see that, like, Philip, like, had a choice. He's like, follow me. Okay, yes, sir. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) And then, guess what happens when he finds and experiences Christ? He goes to his friend Nathanael and told him, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote Jesus of Nazareth the son of Joseph and look what nathaniel says right there's some of you that would say this i can guarantee it frostproof i mean nazareth can anything good come from there nathaniel asked and look at this look at what he says come and see said Philip. What an incredible moment as we start the Gospel of John to remind the church. You know, I've invited people to church, and I say, hey, come and see And you know what? We've got to leave the rest to the Lord. Right? It's not about this church. It's about the church. It's about God's kingdom. It's about what He's doing This is a special church, though, I'll tell you. Lots of good people. But what if you told your friends, hey, come and see. Look what the Lord's done to me. He can do it in you, too. Amen? And that's how the good news gets spread to others. John the Baptist called Jesus the Lamb of God. Andrew understood Jesus as the Messiah. Philip calls Jesus the fulfillment of the Old Testament promise. So we are getting all of this amazing information just through these introductions. You would never have thought, like, oh, we're four weeks into a sermon series and we're still on John 1. Never would have thought that. But we are. And look again. Jesus said, follow me, in no hesitation. So, before we go to the last one, have you has anybody watched The Chosen yet? Put your hand way up high if you've watched The Chosen. Listen, if you haven't watched The Chosen, there's two seasons already. They're free. Find the Angel app, I think, on the iPhone and all the other ones that are second best. And... Just kidding, or on their website you can watch the Chosen for free online, and then this coming week, episode one and two will be in the movie theater. Uh, around episode one and two, they're about an hour and about two hours, I think. So go watch that, or they'll be free online really soon. Um, the whole season three, brand new. So um, what I want to show you is this this next one, Nathaniel's endorsement of Jesus, I want to show you kind of visually what it could have looked like. Obviously, the chosen isn't, you know, it's a depiction to show us kind of what it might look like. So check out uh, what it could have looked like. This is a good night. Do you know who stands beside you there? This is my friend, Nathaniel. Yes, the truth teller. I'm sorry? Man is often deceitful, and Israel began with Jacob a bit of a deceiver, yes? Yes. But one of the great things about you is you are a true Israelite, and there is no deceit. What did you say about me? (sighs) What is this? How do you know me? I have known you long before Philip called you to come and see. Don't look at him. Look at me. When you were in your lowest moment, and you were alone, I did not turn my face from you. I saw you under the fig tree. Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree. You believe? (laughs) You are going to see many greater things than that. Like Jacob, you are going to see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. That's me, by the way. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I got that. Good. I know you like to be clear. Awesome. So, isn't it amazing you see Philip introduce and endorse Christ to Nathaniel, his friend, and then we see this moment that that concludes the first chapter of John. Okay. So here's what it says. Here's the last one, number four. Nathanael endorses Jesus as the Son of God. And I'm going to read uh, these, ver- these verses to you. you. Mostly all of it was said, but we'll say it again. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said to him, Here truly is an Israelite whom there is no deceit. How do you know me, Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree, before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Philip told his friend Nathanael, said, come and see, look. Nathanael makes this huge statement, Rabbi, teacher, You are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Now, when I was reading this time, I really saw that as a moment of worship. Nathaniel was declaring who the Lord was. And that's why we come together on Sundays. We declare His promises We declare who He is, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, our healer, our defender, our blessing, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. And Nathanael, right there in front of him, physically right there, says, You are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. So, what is your thought? Today I I endorsed Jesus to you. What will your decision be? Will you immediately follow? Maybe you already have. You're like, Pastor Landon, I've been a Christian for 30 years. Will you go and tell someone else? Will you endorse Christ to someone else? Say, come and see. Just those little interactions change the world forever. Guess what? That was 2,000 years ago. And this morning, we're still sharing the good news. We're still saying, Look what Jesus did for me. Come and see. So will you be part of the cycle, that good cycle of endorsing Christ? Come on, let's stand before we go today. So my challenge for you today is share Jesus with your followers. <laughs> right? You may have Facebook or Twitter or all those other things, share Jesus with your friends, share Jesus with your brother, share Jesus with anybody. And you know what? I believe that Jesus will take care of the rest. Do you notice what happened in that scene? Philip was just like, hey, here's Jesus. And then he just got to kind of watch what God did in his life. I think that's happened to a lot of you. I think, if I if I can be bold, who is, who came to New Hope Church because someone invited them to come? Put your hand up, really, really high. That's awesome. Who came to New Hope because you saw us online? Oh yeah, don't. Who's been at New Hope forever? And the other question for you today, have you declared Christ as king of your life? Like Nathaniel did that day. He's like, you are the king of Israel. He's saying, you're my king. You're my leader. You're going to lead me in the way everlasting. If you haven't yet today, today's your day. The Bible says that today is the day of salvation, which means don't wait till tomorrow. Today is your day. Amen? Here's the end of the last two verses of this chapter. Jesus says, you believe because I told you, I saw you under the fig tree. You will see greater things than that. He then added, very truly I tell you, and you here, if you read it in the Greek, is plural. You. Not just Nathaniel, you the church. You, you will see. You will see heaven open and the angels of God descending and ascending on the Son of Man. Amen. Church, you will see greater things. Amen. Expect it. Sometimes as Christians we can kind of Be lazy Christians, right? Get out there. Say, come and see. Do something about what God did for you. Amen? Can we pray? Can I pray for you today? Lord, thank you. Thank you for all of the blessings in our life. Thank you for the people in this room. Thank you that someone invited at least half of these people (laughs) to come and see. Lord, let us be so bold that we would go out into the highways and the byways, as it says in Luke, and to invite people in, not just into this building, but into a relationship with you. And Lord, we know that when they come in, it'll be like a long lost son, and you will say, welcome home. Lord, those that said today, I want to make Jesus king of my life, Lord, that they would just say that prayer and they would follow you. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Come on, can we celebrate today? Yeah.